Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Let me take just a few seconds here to tell you about my brand new e-commerce course uh, that is perfectly designed for those of you who are looking to build your own online business, right? I know it's going to work well for you guys because we deep dive into the process that I use to build my own e-commerce businesses. We're going to look at the six key elements that you need to be aware of for building a successful online store. I'm utterly convinced it'll make a huge difference to your business. I am super proud of it let me tell you and it is brand new for 2020 it's called the e-commerce masterclass you can check out what other people think about the course you can find out more information on my site at mattedmondson.com well hello good evening and welcome to the e-commerce podcast uh, my name is Matt Edmondson, and if this is your first time here, it's great you could join us. Welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, in this show, we talk about all things e-commerce. The clue is in the title, as they say, uh, and we just like to get on it. I myself run my own e-commerce businesses, do a lot of e-commerce podcasting and coaching. So we just we just love e-commerce. That's what we do. So we're here to give you some tips and tricks on how to get your e-commerce business thriving online. And tonight we've got a great show. We have the wonderful Chloe Thomas joining us. Uh, excuse me while I just move my chair. Uh, we have the wonderful Chloe Thomas uh, joining us and we're going to get to talk about all things to do with her brand new podcast and why she's doing it, what she's learned. We're going to talk about Black Friday. We are going to get into it all. And if you are a regular to this show, you will know Chloe has been on the show before. That's right. She is a returning guest uh, and it's such a privilege that she's joining us again. Always love my conversations with Chloe. But before we jump into that, let's just take a few moments uh, just to give a big shout out to the show's sponsors. Uh, whilst we do that, go grab yourself a cup of tea and I'll be back in just a second. Let me give a big shout out to one of our show sponsors, Curious Digital. You know what? I love its flexibility. It's such a great platform. You know how when you start out, you might typically use an online platform because they're cheap, they're easy to use, super accessible. But you know what? They aren't that flexible. And as your business grows, you end up moving to an agency, right? because that's just what you do. And at some point, you're going to have this nightmare to deal with, and it can be incredibly expensive. And the thing for me that I love about KD is it will grow with you. You can start out on the platform easily, and as your business grows, then KD will adapt with you. Now, I don't know of any other platform that does all of that. So if you're in the market for a new e-commerce platform, make sure you follow the links from mattedmondson.com. Take advantage of the offers that they've got for you and uh, let me know what you think. Big shout out to another show sponsor, the Lightbulb Agency. These guys basically do those bits of e-commerce that you either don't want to do or don't have the skills or expertise to do, right? It's a great service. Let me tell you, these guys do fulfillment, e-commerce marketing, content creation, customer service, product research. I mean, the list goes on. 
So if you need help with your own online business, you're looking for ways to grow and you need some help to get there, do get in touch with them. And again, just follow the links from today's show notes. Head on over to mattedmondson.com and you can follow the links to the Lightbulb Agency. We'd love to put you in touch with those guys. Indeed we would. So make sure you check those guys out. Now, if you need any of the links from tonight's show, uh, including the sponsors, Curious Digital, uh, the e-commerce course, all of those kind of things, uh, and you can't remember where they are, just head on over to mattedmondson.com. We will put all the links in the show notes and you can download those and have at it and just, you know, there's going to be lots from tonight's uh, recording, that's for sure. Now, if you are with us on Facebook Live, we always record our interviews live on Facebook. Um, so they always come out a couple of weeks before the podcast does. And if you are with us on Facebook, you are more than welcome to uh, like, comment, share uh, and bring your own questions and ideas and thoughts into the conversation if you so choose. Uh, otherwise, just sit back, relax and enjoy. I hope, your, uh, I hope your summer was good. I feel like we're coming to the end of it today in Liverpool, where we're broadcasting from. We had massive massive hailstones falling out of the sky and so they're still in my garden you still have to walk on ice to get from one side to the other so summer seems to be well and truly over but I'm looking forward to the autumn you know I think it's going to be great okay so uh, we have on tonight's show as you can see we have the amazing Chloe Thomas and like I said before Chloe has been on the show before Uh, but since Chloe you and I talked last time because you know we talked last time about your book your e-commerce marketing book, didn't we? We did. I'm sure you've got a copy of it there. That one. Absolutely. I, that I was could, the one we talked about. Men, many copies, many copies. <laughs> many copies. And you should definitely buy it, actually. I think it's one of, it's a really good book. I have it on my shelf just behind me. Oh, um, cool. So, yeah, I have recommended it. Do buy Chloe's book. But all that aside, right, Chloe has been, or you have been, uh, busy doing a new podcast so I have. um you now do two podcasts right <laughs> yeah. I struggle with one how are you doing two um with with increasingly large amounts of time and a lot of outsourcing <laughs> <laughs> so Is this far because no of COVID panic, and no. outsourcing yeah, yeah wow so what out of curiosity what of your podcast what parts do you outsource I outsource so so me I find the guests, book the guests, prep the interviews, record the interviews, brief the editor, and then make sure everything comes together. Yeah. I'm, I really love ticking boxes. I should have showed someone else this the day. <laughs> but just to is demonstrate. This is confession time. Is just... This is confession time. Okay. Holy that, cow. That is keep optimizing. And that is e-commerce master plan. Wow. I love ticking boxes. So I, I kind of am the conductor bringing everyone together. So outsourced, I have an editing team. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a social media guy because I hate writing social media. <laughs> Don't tell so anyone. So he, he writes all the social media for me. Um, I've then got a VA who does various bits and pieces um, and pulling stuff together as well. Um, I've got uh, a show notes writer who writes the show notes for all the shows. I've got a guy who does my audiograms. And then we've got really cool tech that does some bits and pieces as well. So he's a really awesome tool called Relay That, um, RelayThat.com, that does all our graphics. Okay. Which I, I regularly get people telling me how amazing they look and how on brand yeah, they all yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, they are. And literally an idiot could do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it just makes everything look consistent and awesome with a couple of clicks. Okay. And I, 
I would outsource it, but it takes so little of my time. It's less it. time yeah, yeah. to do it than it would be to go, oh, can you move that one to the left a bit and all that kind of jazz. So what was um, that site? Relay? Relaythat.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, we will definitely be checking that out. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So um, I, mean, I saw, I'm just curious. It's nothing to do with e-commerce. That's just me being <laughs> curious how you do your podcast and what gets done and what, what doesn't get done. Actually, um, I'm about to come up to episode 300 on the e-commerce oh, master plan. Congratulations. I've been going, what do I do for episode 300? What do I do? So I put a post in my Facebook group yesterday saying, yeah. I'm thinking of doing a behind the scenes episode, what I do and how I create it. And they all got really excited. Yeah, yeah. So in November, there's going to be a half hour long version of what I just told you. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, well, I'll be tuning in. So lots of tips and tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be I'm always fast. I'm always watching those YouTube videos. You know, how to do yeah. your podcast. How did and because, you know, we've been evolving this show as we've been going along. And you just really I really want to get into the nitty gritty of how people do it. So So you've decided after three hundred episodes, you're yeah. gonna do a second podcast. Why did you what what were you what was your thinking behind that? I guess what was one missing that you decided to start another one? Yeah, it was um so the the original one, e-commerce master plan, has been going for five years this summer, mm. which is a surprisingly long time. Let's <laughs> see, it turns out. Um, and my promise with that podcast to the audience is that it comes out every week, which it does. We've never missed a week, and that we it's it's aimed at e-commerce business owners, and it's an interview with an e-commerce business owner every week. You've been on it talking yep. about Jersey Beauty. Um, myriad other people have been on we you know we do over 52 of them a year but i get huge numbers of awesome people who could come on but who don't have an e-commerce business and when you're promised to the listeners is you're going to bring them a client side expert each week to tell their story and then you populate it with a whole load of supplier side people they're just not going to tune in however good the content is because it's not what they're expecting from the show yeah so that was an angle um I had a, I mean, it, it was about a year in the prepping this podcast to clear the wow. decks, create enough time to do it, work out how it was going to be, find the sponsors and all the rest of it. Actually, sponsors is another reason I created it because, I mean, as as I'm sure you you know, Matt, there are so many things we could do. Yeah. <laughs> I could do another book, I could do another podcast, I could do a video podcast, I could do a Facebook Live thing. There's so much stuff you could do. Yeah. Um. So a factor in deciding to commit to this podcast was that I know that there is a lot of people wanting to sponsor podcasts at the moment and you can only put so many ads in one episode <laughs> so it was kind of how do I satisfy you do if you want people that? to stay listening right yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um so I was like right what do I do I'll create a second podcast so the new podcast is aimed at marketing managers um each month we focus on a different marketing topic so month one was email month two was seo uh, month three, we are currently doing improving conversion rates from really different angles. Wow. Month four is going to be, she says, losing track of her sheets. Uh, month four, checklist, yeah. I was like, oh, which one is it? Because that's, that's the problem. I'm a bit like a retailer now. So retailers at the moment are worrying about Christmas 2020, spring 2021, yeah. and what happened in spring, summer 2020. I'm a bit the same with my podcast months, guys. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Next month is advertising. And then the month after, we've got you, Matt, coming on to talk social media. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Because we had a great conversation, didn't we, the other week about social media. And we're like, oh. Um, we should have recorded that. We should have recorded that because <laughs> that, was, that was quite blunt and to the point. And yeah. um, 
yeah, it was it was quite an enjoyable conversation. So we're going to carry that on. So do definitely come check that out. Uh, not just because I'm on it, but actually your podcasts are genuinely high quality. So do, if you haven't already done so, do check out Chloe's e-commerce podcast. Now, you've been doing this keep optimizing things. And now you're talking to the experts in e-commerce. Yeah. Um, a bit like what we do. We, we like to bring people, you know, the experts on the show and we talk to them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you, what what are some of the most powerful things you've learned in the first few weeks of doing this show? Um, the the most important one as the host of the show, is, or two important things as the host show. One, my KPI question that I ask everyone is pointless because everyone says money. <laughs> Who couldn't have seen that one coming? Yeah. So that's going to be got rid of for next year. But I'm afraid, Matt, you are going to have to answer it. So oh, kudos. Kid, I'm, just going to, I'm going to come up with a different answer. I can't say money. <laughs> you, okay. You have to now. <laughs> um, the other one is that it's, it's been really interesting to see which topics people actually listen to. So in the email month, for example, so, we, so in, within the month, we each week, we tackle it from a very different perspective. So email, we did preference centers. We did email for D2C. We did automations. We did email signups. And we had a really cool author on. Okay. And Matt, can you, could you guess which one of those got the lowest listens? Uh, oh, preference I'm going to say D2C. the first one. Yeah, preference centers. Yeah. Shockingly bad. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of the the... The accelerated stuff, the high level stuff, people don't tune into as much. Now, I'm not going to stop putting it out there, but I'm, I, there will not be two high level things in one month <laughs> ever because the, the numbers are low. But in terms of practical advice for the audience, I've learned that there are some really different approaches going out on out there. Yeah. And it's so hard to follow what's going on. I mean, one of my favorite episodes was... Um, uh, a lady called Christina Azarenko, who's an SEO specialist, who some of your audience may have come across. And she's developed just this amazing process for speeding up and automating how you work out which categories to improve the keywords on and the filtering on, and then which ones it's worth doing it on and which keywords to do each one for, oh, which wow. is something which I think I've been talking about in SEO for about 15 years yeah. as this idea. Um, but she's done this amazing eight-step process, which we go through on the podcast, and then she explains how you can, you know, get more information afterwards. And that one's been really popular because it's really focused in on something which is yeah. a problem for many, many e-commerce businesses. And if you can have the perseverance to get it right, then it really, really delivers. Yeah, it pays off massively. Pays off massively. So, are you enjoying talking to all these e-commerce guests? I am. That's one of the interesting differences between e-commerce master plan with the retailers and keep optimizing mm -hmm. is on keep optimizing. I get to have a lot of my friends on and, uh, you know, people who I already know. And quite often, at least every other interview, we get to the point where we go, oh, my God, we better hit record. <laughs> like, oh God, we need to hit record. Yeah. So, um, so yes, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm learning a lot, which is which is excellent. I mean, I'm asking some really stupid questions at times as well because I don't know know what I should know. Um, but it, it's it's really interesting. We're getting good feedback from the listeners, and it's you know the listenership's growing each week, which mm. is the best thing when you have a podcast. You can see if people are still liking it. So yeah, um, that's so great. yeah, it's, it's been that a lot of great. fun. Wow. So what's coming up in the show? Coming up, um, we have a very special episode next week, actually, which I was really pleased to get to come and talk to you this week because um, it means I can tell people about my special episode. 
So this month is a five-week month. So I was like, right, should we talk about... Oh, yeah, yeah, of course it is. That's that's five episodes you've got to plan out. Yeah. So I was like, right, the last week, what should we do? Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That's what we'll talk about. So I've got nine, no, eight. Nine includes me. I've got eight great e-commerce experts on, um, each sharing their own special tip for, um, for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Okay. And we've got people from all over the world from all kinds of different backgrounds. Um, so we've got Chris, Kristen LaFrance from Shopify, who um, many people will know as the mayor of D2C, D2C Twitter. We've got Kevin Arutia from Voy Media, who's amazingly good at Facebook ads, uh, which he'll be talking about later this year, um, and is also a retailer as well. Um, we've got uh, Jessica from the e-commerce badassery podcast. We've got Cunley from the 2X e-commerce podcast. We've got Lucy Bloomfield um, from Australia. Uh, anyone Australian tuning in? No idea what time zone it is for you guys right now, but if you're here, <laughs> nice work. Um, be really early she, in the morning for those guys. Yeah, well, she's she's a super clever e-commerce entrepreneur who now coaches others, and her top is tip is top notch as well. So it's a really diverse mix of people. So it was. It's a really nice way to see what everyone's focusing on at the moment for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but also it is packed with tips for people. So that that one comes out on Wednesday. Wow. So, I mean, this is what we're going to get into tonight, right, is the Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing. So you've done all your prep by the sounds of it. You've, <laughs> you've got that your checklist. Is, that is the bonus of running a, running a podcast, isn't it? It's very easy to be, you're kind of forced to keep up to speed with what's going on in the industry. You really are. I said to you, didn't I, before we came on air, I said, you know what, tomorrow I have to record um, a talk for a conference, which is going to be online, of course, COVID. So all the public speaking engagements are now online. And I'm speaking at um, I'm speaking at a couple of conferences coming up, and one of them uh, I have to record tomorrow is on Black Friday. So this could not be a better time conversation <laughs> for me. I'm like, woohoo, we can get into this. Uh, kind of fact, funneling. I've spoken to eight people, funneled it down, and we're sending it to you to yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, pass a, it's a beautiful thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up the questions which I have to answer um, in this video, Perfect. and so we're going to have a little conversation around those and. Um, I've not sent Chloe these questions beforehand, actually. So I just want you to know that this is um, this is just off the cuff kind of conversation, Excellent. which usually end up being the best. Mm. So, uh, question number one: What was the best Black Friday marketing campaign you saw last year? Oh, and why did you like it? Do you remember back to last that's year? A, that's a tough question. I can't remember Black Friday last year. It's a really um, tough one, isn't it? And I, I I'm really intrigued by your response. I just to show how little I can remember of last year. Um, I hadn't had a, someone asked me today to do a review for an event I spoke at, which I would have sworn was in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went and looked up and went, God, that was less than a year ago. Wow. Oops. Um, I, I have no answer for that. I can't tell you which the best one was last year because okay. partly because last year is just so irrelevant right now. That's a because, fundamental point, right? And I'm glad all you this, that. all this turbulence. We've got consumers shifting to online like never before. We've got high street retailers who have was it next to thirty percent down. Mm-hmm. How much stock do they need to shift? They'll have reduced their buy, but how much stock have they got shifting around? They want to yeah. shift as we go into this promo period. We've got um, Amazon having moved Prime Day from the summer to the autumn, so that's happening in October, which is going to get all the consumers going bargain, bargain. hungry for yep. October. We've got 
the courier network creaking at the seams. We've got other retailers whose sales are so high they can't get stock, manufacture stock, etc. We've got in America, we've got the elections happening. So the cost per clicks are going to go through the roof. It's just how can you compare that to last year? It's just crazy. That's um, such a valid point. And whilst we can talk about what we did or didn't like last year as principles, which I think we're going to get into some of our favorite Black Friday principles. Um, it is such an important point that you've raised that actually what we do this year has to be with our minds firmly fixed on the fact we are in the midst of a pandemic and it is not going to be business as usual. Right. We have to we have to realize that. And so I think we have to be a bit creative, a bit innovative yeah. um, and think about what our customers are going to really want, what's really going to help them and our business. Right. So, OK. So what are some of the. What are some of the things that you guys talked about? Um, some of the tips that sort of really struck out to you? There was a lot of tips about planning, mm-hmm. um, which to be fair, right now you've still got enough time to plan well. Yeah, but um, now's the time to start, right? Yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this like midway through November, still write a plan, but you have <laughs> left it a bit late. Yeah. Um, and I think this year a plan is more important than ever before. For those, you know, for those um, single person business entrepreneurs out there who can manage it's much easier for you guys to to ignore a plan than it is for others you probably should have one more than anyone else though by the way um but even you guys you need a plan going into this because just as Matt just said things are going to twist they're going to turn changes are going to happen um Earlier today, I was hosting a webinar with Barclay Card and Big Commerce, and Bark- the lady from Barclay Card was saying that some of the, um, oh, she forgets the word for it, but the, the credit card processing companies have extended how long it is until they give you your cash to 120 days. It's just nuts, isn't it? Which is nuts. I hadn't, hadn't heard that before. Nuts, no. but that could happen to any of us any yeah. week depending on your contract. So you might be heading into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all of a sudden your credit card guys turn around and go, oh, by the way, fraud's costing us too much. We're extending it by 60 days. Uh, (laughs) What do you do? Because you're going to be paying for all the marketing money right then. You're not going to get the cash. You're going to ship the goods, deal with all the problems with all the customer service inquiries and all the rest of it. So you've got to be ready to adapt depending on what's happening. You need to be ready to adapt geographically as well, depending on what's happening. And I think this year we also need to plan in what are the other parts of the business are doing. We need to work more closely with buying and merchandising teams. We need to work more closely with customer services. I mean, one of the tips that that one of the guys gave in the webinar, it was Kevin, actually, Kevin Aruti, it was saying, when you're putting together your, your vouchers or your, your offers, do them as ones which don't require a voucher code being entered. So site-wide discounts or product bundles that are just sat there on the site, because yeah. that will massively reduce your customer service inbound queries of, I can't put my voucher code in, my voucher code isn't working. And so I'm having to reply every five seconds going, capitals, capitals, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah, the yeah. crazy, yeah. it's an O, not a zero, or whatever yeah, the yeah. crazy is. Um, so, you know, really simple tip, not going to make any difference to your performance. But it enables your team to be that bit more streamlined, just takes the pressure off. That's Um, an interesting question. You say it doesn't make any difference to your performance. I've come across people that would argue differently. And their argument would be whenever you put, if I put um, an offer, let's say it's 15% off, right? This was 100 quid. It's now 85 quid or dollars, you know, if you're listening outside of the UK. Um, So that's the offer. And then I could permanently put that product on at 85 pounds over Black Friday. 
Or I could say, put this promo code in, knowing full well that maybe 80% of people will, 20% of people won't. So therefore, I capture some extra profit on my business. So on one hand, you could, you could argue you get more profit. That, of course, like you say, leads to customer service problems. And I think actually customers feel a little bit cheated. Not going to lie. Uh, when you do that, uh, yeah. we've all bought stuff off websites like that and gone. Oh. <laughs> so um, I, I, I get your argument. And it's interesting hearing from both sides. It, it also makes um, segmentation a bit harder. If you want to put, you know, if, if you got a whole host of new customers beginning of this year and you want to retain them and turn them into repeats over Black Friday and they're the ones you want to give the best discounts to that becomes a little bit more difficult if you're not using voucher codes. Yeah. You can, of course, create different landing pages with different offers that you link to from different places. So, yes, it can. You may lose a few sales. You may lose a few people who accidentally bought full price. But I think the overall impact of the simplicity and speeding up and not having to have customer service working all hours of the day, yeah. I think, makes a makes a big difference. Makes a massive difference. OK, that's a good top tip. So plan. And I would actually say into this, as you were talking, I was thinking, goodness me, we definitely need to plan. And we I we always have um, we always have a big planning meeting. It always used to be that I would record on video our Black Friday mm. planning meeting and put those online for people to see. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So I, I three hour planning meetings, just like, you know, the in, sort of the in, how we did it. And um, they were always fascinating, getting people's sort of feedback and comments outside, you know, on, what mm. we do on those videos. But th all that said, um, we we do do the planning and we've historically we've gone, right, this is our plan. This is the road we're going to go down. Do you know what I mean? Super tunnel vision, just like mm -hmm. this is it. But I think I think you almost need like three or four plans, don't you? You almost need to go, well, what happens if what yeah. happens if, you know, there's a second lockdown? What happens if the couriers? you know, don't pick up my Implode. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, what happens if my suppliers can't supply this particular product? What am I going to do then? Mm. And um, I don't know if you've ever, ever read the Lee Child's Jack Reacher novels. Uh, it was a I movie. I have read with Tom, one. Tom I don't think I've seen them all, but okay. I think I might, I might have read one. Yeah, yeah. Love those books. Very, mm. very easy read books, which is good for someone like me. Granted, you can't take all your life philosophy from Jack Reacher, but he always says this, hope for the best, but plan for the worst. They say it in every mm -hmm. book. It's like his phrase. And I think I love the idea of planning. I would almost take it a step further and say, write two, three, four plans with a, you know, have a number of what if scenarios in there. I mean, I think at the moment we have to have those what ifs anyway. And what rather than completely spoke um specking out x number of plans what i'd suggest is to have your plan and then to have a list of your levers so this is something i've been been talking to people about for a couple of months now is that you have a list probably just on one side of a4 not fully fleshed out because quite frankly he's got time for that at the moment <laughs> but you've got a list of if sales go down 10 percent, we'll do this if yeah. sales go up 10 percent, we'll do this okay so it's not like a full week by week but mm -hmm. it's a if this happens will tweak that way and it should be to the level of um per campaign on google ads not just do more google ads that's a cop out <laughs> you have to do more than that you know it should be turn on this campaign because we'll have yeah. enough budget for it or it should be turn off these and, and put all the budget into facebook ads or whatever it is just so that when you're in that Ah, moment you've got a list of things to do yeah it's really helpful really great advice because now actually i think i've always found it's much easier to make the decision when you're not in the throw of it 
Yeah. And so when you're in the throw of it, you make emotional decisions, which aren't always, it's not always the wrong way, but it's not always the right way. And so when it's not as intense is a good time to, to think that through. No, I like that. Okay, so we've got planning. Uh, we've got get rid of the voucher codes and just put the offers on there, you tight little tykes, do it anyway. <laughs> um, what else have we learned? Um, in that world of planning, the fascinating thing was that everyone, almost everyone who mentioned planning mentioned that we need to warm up our list and prepare our list for it. So if you think of um, of Black, this Black Friday everybody is being incredibly busy and you want your customers to recognize your emails in the inbox, they want to recognize your ads on Facebook. So you want to warm them up and build some trust with them now when you're less crazy busy as you will be um, over Black Friday of Monday, you know, when you're still able to get things delivered nice and fast and you're still doing all the niceties of the product packaging. So you should be getting the list ready. So if you've not been emailing as regularly as you should, start emailing regularly now. Mm -hmm. If you've not yet put in place your post-purchase automations, put them in place now so you're prepared slightly. Doesn't quite entirely fit with the point I'm making, but I did want to mention that. Um, if Still a good one point, of, yeah, yeah. One of our, um, one of our guests, Retis Loris from Omnisend, actually recommended the best thing you can do to improve your Black Friday Cyber Monday sales is to drive sales now. So yeah, if yeah. you get if you turn someone into a buyer now, then they're more likely to buy on Black Friday Cyber Black Friday That's Cyber Monday. Exactly right. Yep. Which is just kind of like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's totally true, but I love the fact someone was willing to say that on the podcast and go, actually, the best thing you can do is drive sales now because yep. then you'll have a bigger customer list, which means your Facebook ads will be more accurate and everything goes more accurate. And yep. The secret thing in e-commerce is if someone's bought from you once, they're far more likely to buy from you again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, it's much so easier that, to get the second sale than the first. Yeah. So that whole warming up part of the planning. So your Black Friday planning starts now and your Black Friday workload starts now yeah, as well. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. Perfect. 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 So um, you talk about warming up your list, which just means get on to advertising now, uh, emailing the advertising, get on to emailing them now. Um, start to build that up, get them used to getting your emails into your inbox. Um, it, it's that kind of stuff. You passed over the advertising, but actually our Facebook pixels, as we know, you know, if you set up a campaign and you have that audience in there with their target, that is learning. That little kind of bundle of campaign is learning, learning, learning. So you want to make sure that whatever you're seeing for Black Friday for Cyber Monday is not a whole campaign on Facebook that's just sat there not doing anything and turned off that it's a campaign you're already sending ads to so you let the algorithm do the work now so is it's going to work that much better for you mm. when you get to black friday cyber monday so even your advertising you can warm up yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and definitely with your facebook pixel uh, mm. and also yeah i mean even with your google ads just testing what's working what's working yeah. where's the conversion coming from rather than just plowing money into it like you say getting that roi set right getting your optimization right on your ads and um, super, super important stuff. Super important stuff. Okay. And even, just to add one, one little more in no, there. No, no, you go uh, for it. Even to create hidden landing pages with, if you're doing product bundles or specific product offers that test how well those bundles work. Is this the best bundle or does this bundle work better? Mm -hmm. So you're actually even testing the offers early on compared to what you'll do later, which is, I know, a huge pile of work, um, but it will really pay off. That's a great idea, though. Um, not mine. That was Kevin's. <laughs> no, thank you, Kevin. It's a great idea. So, yeah, I set up some hidden landing. But what do you mean when you say hidden landing pages? Um, 
as in you're not going to navigate to them from the website. The only people are going to find them are the people you're sending from that Facebook ad or from that email if you're yeah. partitioning off a small part of your database. So you're not linking so, to it from your site in any way. Yeah, so you, you may you might be setting up just like you would a normal category page or a normal yeah. product page, but it's just hard to find. It yeah. doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. Just yeah. hard, hard to, to find. find. And yeah. you're just going to drive ads to that and you'll probably have two landing pages similar to each other with similar offers and you'll send traffic one traffic the other see which converts the best find that out now yeah and voila you've got a much more well hopefully a much higher converting campaign around the black friday season right mm -hmm. and it's I one like less that. test to run over the weekend yeah yeah, yeah. Because Black Friday is not the weekend to be testing. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's just it really like, isn't. I know. You just want to be able to set it up and go. Yeah, just set up and go. Set up and go. We like that. And, no, we like and that. deal with all the crazy that comes with it. Because <laughs> it's a fun kind of crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, uh, I'm loving this. Are we, are we on a roll? Uh, we're we're on a roll. Are we, are we tick? Oh, yeah, okay. What else were the guys saying? Um, Put new customer service people on live chat because it's a really quick way to train them. Um, yep. And and up up um, increase the manpower of your customer service team. We all know fundamentally that people buy in the evenings, but many of us do not have anyone in customer service in the evenings. Mm -hmm. um, Black Friday. Cyber Monday is a weekend. I know you might run a two-week promotion or whatever else, but it's a weekend. So um, you also need someone manning customer service over the weekend if you're going to make the most of this and also not annoy anyone because, yeah. you know, it, not being good to, cust you know, looking after customers over Black Friday, Cyber Monday is a very quick way to lose them. And if something goes wrong on the site and no one's monitoring, that could spiral out of control on a Facebook ad before, you know, or other social media areas before you even are aware of it when you come in on Monday morning. So someone needs to be manning it and yeah. be aware of what's going on and looking after the customers, even evenings and weekends. That's such good advice. I like that. Um, because like you say, it, uh, it comes around Black Friday and the guys clock off at five o'clock and away you go, right? It's just, um, yeah, no, no, that's fascinating. Okay, so, um, so I'll tell you what I thought was one of the most interesting things about doing this is that I thought I would be getting recommendations and marketing methods to test mm -hmm. or little marketing strategies to do because normally when we've been talking in the past about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we've been talking, this is the year you have to test SMS, or this is the year where you need to do your automations, or this is the year where Facebook video ads is the only thing you should be doing. Yeah. And not one of the guests said, you know, not one of the guests was their first point. This is the marketing method you need to test. All of them were about preparation, understanding the customer, warming the customer up, how to reduce the workload on your team, how to make the whole thing more efficient and more effective, which I thought was, from from what I've I've seen going on, was a it was a huge step change from what we pre we previously would be talking about for Black Friday Cyber Monday. So I thought that was really interesting too. Mm. Is that it's almost like we kind of grown up a bit, maybe. Yeah, it's well, it's it's like we know what's coming now. So yeah. I mean, we've had a few years of this and we've kind of we kind of go, OK, now I understand it. Now I, I know the, the rules of the game. Let's figure this out. Because what we do in Black Friday now is very different to what we did three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and our marketing methodology is very, very different now because, like you say, we've grown up and we understand it a bit better, um, which is which is which is right, I think. 
uh, and and good and helpful and healthy. Um, yeah. So. So they're talking a lot about preparation and less about marketing tactics. So let's talk about marketing tactics. <laughs> let's. <laughs> let's do that. Um, not because, I, I mean, we've talked about preparation. You've got to plan, you've, Jimming, you've got to get mm-hmm. these, these, your customer service right. You've got to get the products in. You've got to talk to your, your suppliers, et cetera, et cetera. So marketing stuff, what do you see for 2020 Black Friday? Some of the things that maybe... Maybe you, you you would go, hmm, okay. I think I think it, it, I'm really fascinated by what happens on like Friday, Cyber Monday, because I think we've got we've got some companies who don't have enough stock who are going to mm. do some really clever messaging and channel selection of where they put their offers in terms of because a lot of those who don't have enough stock had huge uplifts and huge new customer gains in the first part of this year. You know, the yeah. March, April, May period. And they are desperately trying to keep these as customers, not just one-hit wonders. So for them, I think it's mainly going to be about remarketing audiences and it's going to be about email list. And it's going to be about those kind of things is where their biggest offers are going to be. And if you come to the homepage, you might get not the best offer in the world or a join our email list or something. Um, So I think that's one whole tribe of people. Then you're going to have the heavy discounters who have so much stock that they're trying to get rid of. Um, the high street, I think, is where you're going to find the best deals this Cyber Monday, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how many, I, I suspect they will be hitting every marketing channel known to man. And we'll mm. all be sick of them by the beginning of November, let alone the end of November. Yeah. But I think the, there's then going to be people who make the mistake of trying to com- compete with them. Because if you don't have much stock, why would you try and compete with someone who's doing a 70% off? It's yeah, not a good idea for your no. business. But I completely ignored your channel question there. So channels, I think we're going to see those which enable us to target our existing customer base have a lot of time and effort spent on them. And by that, I mean email. I mean SMS. Um, I mean, th- for those companies that are doing browser push notifications, I think we'll see a fair amount of that. And I think um, remarketing audiences on Facebook. Mm are going to get very, very busy. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of competition going on there. I think for the for the retail comp- the retailers, those who've got huge amounts of stock to get rid of and who are really needing cash at the moment, I think we're just going to see everything everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? It's going to be interesting. And yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things you said there I just want to pick up on. Number one is email. That actually, mm-hmm. if people come to your site and they don't buy, you should still try and get their email address, right? Yeah. Um, because they're... That's always, for me, the second point of a website. So first point is, you know, sales. The second point is email addresses. And so if you can do something that will encourage people to, to give you their email address, they're obviously interested in your product. It's obviously the right audience. Get their email. Um, so that was that was good, what you said there. And the other thing that I wanted to pick up on was actually the remarketing thing. You are going to get a ton of people coming to your website, whether they buy or don't. And if you don't have the mm-hmm. facebook pixel on your website you are you are going to be missing out because the facebook pixel yeah. in effect is going to record all those people that come to your website even if they don't give you their email address you can still retarget them you can still remarket mm-hmm. them um and so this i mean it's part of the preparation but it is a marketing tactic i feel yeah. like this is a hybrid of both make sure your pixel is installed and working yes oh com- completely because you have um you have to try and capture all the information of these people. You know, we've seen huge volume increases to e-commerce websites 
And, you know, the best e-commerce websites out there are only converting 5% or so of the people who, who you know, who get there. Mm. So that's 95% you're not capturing. So mm. email sign up is a great way of getting some some indication that they're interested. Pixeling is another great way of being able to follow up with ads or be able to profile them and so forth. I mean, I would say with an email sign up, what you really must have is a welcome campaign coming off the back of that email sign up, which tells them the story of your business, yeah. which tells them why they should trust you, why they should be interested in your products and educates them. Because by by coming to your site, not buying and signing up for emails, what they're doing is they're going, I'm interested, but I don't yet trust you enough to buy. Yeah. It's a so bit it's like, on you to teach them. It's exactly it. And the analogy that I've always used, which may not be right in the modern world, is when I was when I was a school, which I appreciate was a while ago, mm-hmm. um, the the ritual if you wanted to date someone was you try and get their phone number if they gave you the gave you their phone number it was a sign and you'd have a few phone conversations and then maybe you'd meet up and it you didn't go from one to instantly the other there was there was a there was a courtship and yeah. this is what you're talking about with these emails they've given you the sort of the initial sign now we have to court them uh, and we have to to woo them over uh, and that's what you're talking about with the welcome campaign or welcome emails it's a sequence of emails isn't it where yeah. where we're drawing people in and that will, will get people warmed up and more likely to buy from you. So that's really important to have in right now. The other sequence that I would, I guess, abandoned baskets. Yes, you really need abandoned baskets set up. But the other sequence, which I think is really important for Black Friday, some money for any kind of peak sales period is to make sure you've got your post purchase sequence in place, which is the sequence of emails someone gets after they've placed the order. And you want that in place both because it makes sure they're getting a good experience, which increases their chances of buying from you again, but also because you can be proactive in there about customer service issues. You can be proactive about the the fact that, and it may be you know, when once your Black Friday promotions are on, you say we've we've gone back to X Y Z courier, so things are going to be a bit slower um, due to social distancing. Our warehouse is only being uh, our warehouse team are working around the clock, but there are fewer of them in, so it's going to take us a little while to process orders. We will let you know as soon as it's shipped. Please wait X number of days before talking to our customer service team because they're pretty overstretched at the moment. So you can yeah. add that humanity in. So as people feel like they'd be being annoying, which they would be um, if they phone up and hassle, but also so that you're telling the customer what's going on. And what we hate as human beings, why so many of us are struggling at the moment, is uncertainty. We don't know what's happening. And it is humans are not good at dealing with uncertainty. So if you can give your customers some certainty over when their product's coming and that you haven't forgotten about them. Yeah, that's that's important. It will really reduce the pressure on your customer service team and make happier customers, which will get you more sales in the future. So it reduces costs and increases sales. Exactly. That is that is so right. And I think and I, I, I'm going to add to that, if I may put that information on your website as well, because there's nothing more annoying than going onto a website and not finding out. Oh, OK, there's a few days. Do you know what I mean? Where's my order? Mm. Oh, there's a few days delivery. OK, I don't have to contact customer service. I don't have to go on live chat. I don't have to sit here and wait. I just know in a few days I'll, I'll call. So make it really clear for people to find yeah. that information on your website because too often it's just we don't think about that. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's just... If you think you've already got a great post-purchase campaign set up, just go in and double check there's no ambiguity. You know, your order confirmation page, does it say your order is in the warehouse and being processed for shipping? No, <laughs> don't say that at the moment. We've got your order. It will be passed to the warehouse shortly. They're really busy and being socially distanced. You know, you yeah. 
just those simple rewordings will will stop you from creating the impression in the customer's mind they're getting it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, Very and good. just make life a little bit easier for everybody. Simple things, but will make a big difference. Yeah, love that. I call it, uh, Chloe, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this. I call it the mum test, right? So what I do is I'll send the emails um, or if we're doing something new on the website, mm -hmm. I'll just I'll call my mum. Mum, I need you to go and look at this and tell me what you think. Can you use it? Does it make sense? What do you understand when you see this? And mm -hmm. so I call it the mum test. And so she'll get a little, she's brilliant mum. She'll get a little iPad and she'll do a little, little, oh, how do I do this? Okay, if my mum can't use it, then I need to make it so it's usable for my mum. Does that make sense? That makes and total so, sense. Uh, yeah, everybody needs to do the mum test on their on their emails and, uh, you know, their, how it all works. Just if your mum can do it, unless yeah. your mum is like, you know, a techno wizard <laughs> in which case don't use your mum use your grandma or somebody somebody that's not technically au fait uh, and to see what they come up with because I, I always find that's quite fascinating yes and the, the, if you're standing there with them the challenging thing is not to go why aren't you clicking on that and obviously <laughs> you should be clicking on that that's don't you very, get very it true. You, know, you have to just remain really quiet when you do these things and go oh interesting <laughs> That's so true. So very true. So, so let's say you, you've gone through Black Friday. You've made it. You survived. Mm -hmm. um, you've had a lot of people come into your site. You've got a lot of new customers. Even now through COVID, you've got you know, you've got a lot of people sort of connecting with you. How do you, how do you turn an impulse buyer into a regular buyer? How do we keep these people uh, coming back time and time again? Is there something deliberate that we should do or should we just play it cool and you know <laughs> I mean you can the deliberate things I would do is I would definitely make sure that in the parcel you've got an offer for the next purchase probably free shipping just a postcard something simple that says mm -hmm. thanks so much for taking a chance on us this Black Friday Cyber Monday here's free shipping off your next order give them a deadline for when it should be should be placed by um, so, you know, so there's tactics you can do like that. You can do that in the post purchase sequence for after they've received it. Um, sure. I wouldn't try and get them another order um, before they've received the first one. But the most important thing we can do is make sure they get the story and the power of our business, why they should care about us, why they should care about their product. A couple of years ago, I was at an event in Manchester, I think it was, uh, one of the Channel Advisor Catalyst events, and they had Mary Porter speaking. For mm -hmm. those of you outside the UK, she is the queen of shops. Yep. She is incredibly clever visual merchandiser who that's what her career was um she really gets it she advises most of the top retailers in this country very very clever lady and she was saying that we have moved from a society of people who care about status symbols so the rolex watch the porsche mm -hmm. etc to a a world who care about status stories mm -hmm. so if you have that friend who comes into the work on a monday morning and goes oh my god you won't believe it. On Saturday, I bought, oh, well, I'm eating it for lunch. I'm the most amazing sausages from Ben. Ben, Ben, the sausage maker. Oh, my God. His pigs. Do you know what he feeds his pigs? And they just go on and on and on. The reason that woman loves the sausages is because of the story of the yeah. sausages. Because Ben has done a great job about explaining the sausages. Yeah. 
and everything to do with the pigs and all the rest of it. And we have to do that if we want people to be interested and to buy from us. So there is, you know, the story part where you're talking about the pain and the solution and so forth, which is also really important. But you've also got to build that reason why they should care about your business, why they should care about your brand. That's why we need welcome campaigns. That's why we need post-purchase sequences. That's why we need pretty boxes sending out our product. Mm -hmm. That's why we need good about us pages and why we should be doing video ads on Facebook that include testimonials and include details about about our, our business and the why and the people. If we can do that, then we'll make our job of when we put a postcard in the parcel with an offer so much easier to get people to convert. Incredibly hard to measure, quite hard to do. Yeah. But very, very powerful. So, and it's 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 making sure those bits fit together, isn't it? When telling your story, I like that. You know, you've got to get your postcard, you've got to get your packaging, you've got to get your sequences. It's not just one thing. There's no silver bullet. It's uh, it's death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? So, who have you seen that has done this kind of thing like super, super well? Oh, you're good with the tough questions tonight, Matt. Um. I think my favourite post-purchase sequence mm -hmm. I've had in recent years is from, or, or this year, yeah, I think it was earlier this year, it's from an amazing company called Paper Republic, who okay. make really cool stationery like this. Yeah. They are, uh, this is my diary, everyone, just in case you're wondering why I'm kind of waving this at you. And they have... Pen and uh, paper? Pen and paper? I, I, I'm surrounded with paper. <laughs> I, I love paper. I used I had a file of facts until I bought this. And I just okay. Thought, yeah, the file yeah. effects was too big. The Del so Boy Diary. That. Yeah, it was awful. But, but I loved it. Um, Paper Republic are in, I'm going to get the country wrong, they're somewhere in Eastern Europe mm -hmm. and they create the most amazing stationery. And they have this post purchase sequence that makes it really clear when things are going to arrive. This was pre COVID. Um, and it's got pictures of the people who are going to pack the product. And it's got videos of the person who who's talking about how they make the product. And it's got it's got this weird way of using um, using elastic bands to attach things in, okay. which could be a pain point when it arrives. You go, what on earth am I supposed to do with these? But they give you a video on how to put it all together. So as by the, you're getting excited about the product. And when the yeah. product arrives, you already know how to use it. You're already in love with it. You're yeah. not looking for the faults. You, you've already convinced yourself this is fantastic. Which, If they can do that with a square piece of leather and three elastic bands you can do it with your product. So that's a great um, post-purchase sequence. Story and welcome campaigns. Um, I think your About Us page on Jersey Beauty is very good because it's a really easy to, mm. to copy. Um, this is our. This is the reason we created the business. This is the pain point. We are the solution. Here's some social proof. Mm -hmm. Simple, easy to do. Any of us could do that. Um, there's a guy in America called JJ Resnick who's built I know JJ. You know, he's, JJ, the show. he's yeah, yeah. awesome. He knows story like no other. Yeah. Um, he admittedly, his grandmother did invent the Moscow Mule cocktail, which yeah. makes it quite easy. It's a big yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's very good at it. And my other absolute favorite about us page is a UK company called Farm Toys Online, which if you want to see a very simple set of text explaining what the problem is, how you solve it and why you should trust them. Mm-hmm. They have got it absolutely spot on. So Farm okay. Toys Online, I think it's .co.uk. Well, I'm going to check all of those out. I mean, JJ is is just an extraordinary character with his stories. Um, you're right. And um, so farmtoys.co.uk and uh, Paper Republic will go and we'll have a look at Farm, 
It's farmtoysonline.co.uk. And okay. actually, the, wel- the welcome campaign, two welcome campaigns I really like. Um, Snake Hive, who are mobile phone cases. Yes, you can do a really good welcome campaign when you're talking about mobile phone cases. Um, Skills. And Project Repat, who are an American company who have a product which is T-shirt blankets, which in America you get, as your American listeners will know, you get a T-shirt for everything in America. Yeah, you do, yeah. And when you outgrow your T-shirt, as you inevitably do, you can send them to Project Repat, who will cut them up and sew them into a blanket for you, which is a pretty difficult sales process. So they have an amazing welcome campaign, which will take you through the process of um, of sorting all that out and convince you that they are trustworthy to cut up your prized T-shirts. Fantastic. I mean, that's great, isn't it? So we've, we've talked about... Um... The welcome sequence, the post-purchase sequence. We've talked about loads, tips, tricks on how to how to do Black Friday well. I've got one question for you, Mm -hmm. right? That remains, and it's a little bit controversial. Um, and it's this: What do you think to the idea of not actually doing any Black Friday campaigns? specifically offers do black friday very well Mm -hmm. like all the tips you've talked about you don't really need to do any offers um because you're going to get a massive influx to your website anyway yeah i think it's an interesting one um i think we're now especially i've always been a, a believer that you don't necessarily have to do black friday if it's the right thing for you i think any promotion you do should be designed to get the customer to do what you want them to do as cheaply as possible i.e without giving away more margin than you have to or effort back-end work etc etc now that may mean if you're a business who has limited stock and there is no way of increasing that that being you know giving away stock with a discount which you would sell full price anyway this side of christmas it's not worth being part of black friday um the only so I, I think there's nothing wrong with deciding you're not going to partake. The only um, caveat to that would be that consumers are going to be discount hungry from October onwards because everyone's talking Black Friday. Yeah. So you may discover, and to be fair, you're going to work this out in early November, way before we get to Black Friday, if your stock isn't selling through at full price or at minimal discounts then you may need to change that in your plan. But I don't think there's any reason if you're sitting there going, I don't know how this stock's going to last till Christmas. Why should you give it away for a discount if you don't need to? Yeah. In that scenario, what I would probably do is do some kind of email sign-up competition on the homepage, which has like, um, you know, explains why you're not doing Black Friday this year. As in, you know, we're, we're already bursting at the seams and we don't want to give you a bad experience as the customer but we know you love a discount so we're going to award you know we're going to give the first five people um who we pick out the hat a free product or we'll give um a discount to the next 20 people we pull out the hat or something like that yeah so you've still got something there so people aren't coming to your site and going well maybe they're not even alive because they've not put a black friday banner up um, so I would do something like that so as customers aren't put off you because you're not doing it. But I don't think there's any reason, you know, you don't have to do Black Friday. You should be doing what's best for your business and for your team fundamentally. Very good. Very good. No, I like that. I like that answer. 
Chloe, listen, it's been great having you on the show again. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us uh, and sharing your wisdom. I shall look forward to the next time and no doubt that you'll be on the show. You'll have started another podcast or written another book very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, there'll be something, I'm sure. (laughs) How do people um, reach out to you? How do people get hold of you if they want to get in touch? What's the best way to do that? Cool. Well, if you head to keepoptimizing.com, that's the website for the new podcast and you will find everything there. Wonderful. Keepoptimizing.com. So uh, there we go. Thanks for doing that, Chloe. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show, Matt. It's always a pleasure catching up with you and I hope this has been useful to your audience. Brilliant. Thanks, Chloe. And as I've said before, we will endeavor to put all the links um, from tonight's show, from the sponsors to everything that Chloe has talked about. Um, we will put those in the show notes, in the show links, and uh, we'll we'll put those on there at mattedmondson.com. Just make sure you head on over to the website and you will get those without any trouble. Uh, I just want to say a big thank you, big massive thank you to Chloe for joining us on tonight's show. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening in. We'll be back again very, very soon with some more e-commerce tips and tricks. Until then, bye for now. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.